Welcome back to Relentlessly Fit with Becky. I am your host, Becky Flowers, and today is a little bit different of an episode. I actually had an opportunity to do an interview for my friend Alice's podcast. Her podcast is This Wonderland Life by Alice or with Alice Marie, and um, I had the opportunity to talk to her about just personal training and just my idea on why women struggle with fitness and all the things in between, a little bit of my story. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Let me know what you think. All right. We are good. (laughs) Go ahead and start again. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Becky. All right. So if you missed it, um, I am Becky. I am Alice's former party friend. (laughs) So I was, I'm a mom of three. Um, and I wasn't a, I was an athlete growing up. I was a dancer. I was in track, kind of always into fitness, but never really committed to it. And then I ended up having my son really young and then having my daughter after that and kind of just lost my way. I lost my way. I wasn't taking care of myself. Like, like, Alice had said before, we were out every other weekend partying. It was just not a good way to go about our lives. We did dance Um, fitness. (laughs) That's true. This is true. (laughs) Um, But I was always still into fitness. So in college, I was always in the gym. And then after kids, it kind of went away. But then I ended up having my third daughter, who is now three and a half. And after I had her, it was just, it hit me. I needed to do something for me, especially because at that point I had transitioned into being a stay-at-home mom. I was 30. I was to a point where I needed to find me again. I had lost myself in my 20s. My 20s were consumed with being a mom, being a single mom, parting it up when I wasn't a mom, and I needed to find a good balance in life. So I ended up finding a girl who was doing beach body. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but I need to work out and I need to work out from home. So I jumped into doing that. And then I got into the coaching side because I've always liked teaching. It's always been something that Mm -hmm. I thrive with. I really like telling people um, what I learned. And so I got into that a little bit. And as I dived more into coaching, I'm like, okay, but I want to know more. Like there's so much more that I can do here. And it's just some things didn't make sense to me in that world. I'm like, okay, I need to learn more. So I ended up diving into personal training, getting my um, certifications and just diving into anything that I could get my hands on. And that's that is awesome. here today. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it because like, I always knew you as somebody who took care of themselves, but we didn't take care of ourselves on the weekends and we weren't prioritizing our health. And I know Mm -hmm. both of us have gone on this health journey over the last, I would probably say like five years, because I think it was about the time that I started dating Andy that I really started my journey. Um, And then just kind of progressed forward from there. So I see this a lot with the girls that I work with who are at home and not able to prioritize their fitness. I mean, we were just talking the other day about me doing 75 hard and how I have failed this time at this moment, 
um, and have decided to pick it up again in January because it does not work for my current lifestyle with the holidays coming up. I have to prioritize my partner and the things that he thinks are important as well as what I think are important. And I find a lot of women don't make time to take care of their bodies anymore because they've got laundry to do and food to make and kids to take care of and 12 acres of land that need to be mowed and just all of the things. So what do you think the biggest challenge is that's facing women today in their fitness routines? I think you really hit it on the, hit the nail on the head. It really is prioritizing yourself and finding that balance, especially moms. We deal with the mom guilt. We have the mom guilt of, oh, I can't work out for an hour because I need to take care of these guys, or I need to run them every which way where the mom taxi. Um, so I think it's really just finding that priority as well as the BS that is thrown at us on social media of, if you do this, you're going to get results like this. That'll take that person legitimately about two years, you're mm-hmm. going to get that in seven days. So then they get frustrated with themselves. And I think that there's something wrong with them when really they're being sold something that is just plain BS and it's not realistic. So I gimmicks. think there's two folds to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where we want it fast. We want it easy. We live in the microwave society, but like it doesn't that. work like that. Yeah. I like that the microwave society, because it is so true. It's hit a button and I want to have some sort of result. And we see it all the time with everything that we do, whether it be trying to grow your business on social media or trying to get fit, like everybody just wants some magic answer, some magic pill. And it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you said you started with Beachbody and then decided that there's more to it that you needed to learn. Where do you self-educate? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I actually brought some books. So self-educating can look a whole bunch of different ways. So you, there are some very good people to follow on social media. Definitely vet who you follow, see what they're saying, see if it makes sense. Um, if they're trying to push gimmicks or trying to push fast results, that's where you're going to want to draw the line and just back away. Um, but I'm a reader and I love books. I love anything that I can get my hands on. So nutrition, body love by Kelly Levesque, eat smarter by Sean Stevenson. They're just really good. How your body processes, because we can get so hung up on macros, uh, keto, whatever it might be. But we really need to look at how our body processes foods because that's what's really going to help us. And that's so different from person to person. Obviously, our bodies process everything pretty much the same, but how something affects you is different than how it could affect me. So just really diving into nutrition and how the whole science behind it works is eye-opening. And then I also have, if you are into strength training, which I am, I love strength training, strength training anatomy and just goes over all of the things for lifts and then the glute lab. (laughs) This is a huge book and it looks overwhelming, but that is just a good book to look at everything. Um, if you are into lifting and you're listening to this, he is the creator. It's Brent Contreras. He is the creator of the hip thrust. So he's just very knowledgeable on his line of work. So I would find resources like that. 
Absolutely. And I feel like there's so much out there to read and so much out there to consume. And the information is out there for people to get this information from. Um, and you yeah. mentioned like everybody's body is different. We react to foods differently. I just shared something um, the other day in my stories that I was eating. Um, there are these like rice cracker things. I wish I had the package still sitting nearby so I could look at it. But like, they're really great for me and they work well for me. And somebody got into my inbox and was like, um, that's got soy and this and this in it. And that's not good for you. And I was like, well, my body doesn't react to it in a negative way. So (laughs) it works for me. Yeah. But if you struggle with estrogen, your hormones are off with estrogen, then having too much soy, that could be something that really affects you. So it's just knowing those little things. Yeah. Okay. So what is one thing that you wish everybody understood about personal training? Um, you have to do the work. Um, you, you yourself as a client have to do the work. Your trainer is there to guide you and to help you. Um, but they are not there to smack the Oreos out of your hand or, Um, make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep and all of those things go into play. So if you're spending your hard-earned money on an hour or two a week with a trainer, make sure you're doing the rest of the work the rest of the week. That sounds like it takes a lot of discipline too. It does. It does. So, I mean, you obviously have to give yourself grace. You have to Mm -hmm. um, know that it's not be perfect and it is a lifestyle. You're, you're, Hiring this trainer, and if, in my my opinion, if you're a good trainer, you want your person to then graduate. You want them to graduate, and they're able to then do this on their own, so that they don't need to be paying for you the rest of their lives. You're teaching them a life skill, so this is something that we're learning along the way. Um, but just know that when you are making that investment, it is an investment that you're going to have to put time and energy towards. I really like that too, because I don't think I've ever heard any personal trainer say something like that before, where it's like, you're teaching them the life skill. And it's almost like you're more doing a personal coaching for how to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot better because then you can go off and do it. If you only have enough money to pay for me for three months, well, then what are you going to do after those three months? I want Mm -hmm. you to have the tools available to you to Go on and fly. (laughs) Absolutely. So what is the biggest change that's happened since you started focusing on your fitness and nutrition? I would say other than like your body, because I've seen those changes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, that, that has also helped my confidence. Um, Joe is home. So if you hear my dog, I'm sorry, but that is helped my confidence. Um, I am a very, quiet person. I'm a very shy person and just diving into more health and fitness and learning, like having the knowledge behind me with it has just, I don't know. It's just giving me a voice. It's giving me a voice to then help other women because that's, that's, I found my passion through it. I found my passion of helping other women and maybe it's not learning how to bench 95 pounds, maybe it's learning how to have the mindset with food, whatever it might be, but. Well, that's something I know about you from like the beginning is like, so for those who don't know, Becky and I met when we were both working at Victoria's Secret and 
I know for me personally, my favorite thing about working at Victoria's Secret was being able to help other women find that confidence in their body. And I believe that you expressed that to me at one point in time as well. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's why I love the job. I mean, retail is one hell of a job, but it being able to help the women find what works for them was so satisfying. And that's why I love training. And that's why I love learning more about my, my body and your body and everything. That's okay. I'm still waiting to find out what my new macros are. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, let's see here. So how do you keep fitness fun? Because I know so many people who think that they just need to get out in there and go run 10 miles. And that's what they think fitness should be. And it's not fun. It's just something they have to do. Yeah. Um, you had to switch it up. You got to find something that you love. So if you love running 10 miles and that lights you up, go for it. But if you don't, then maybe you need to get into the weight room. You need to get over that fear. Um, or maybe you need to go swimming or hiking. You just need how to make it fun is you need to switch it up. You can't stay in the same, same old routine if it's not working for you. Well, that's like something um, that I've been learning with the 75 hard thing is like a workout doesn't have to look like what we were all trained to believe a workout looks like. I mean, there's nights that I'm doing bedtime yoga, literally in bed. Because I still want that. Like, I love it. I love it because it's just like, okay, this is what I have time to squeeze in for the day. And I'm intentionally moving my body. I'm making sure to stretch out my muscles. I'm doing some active recovery, but I'm not making myself sweat and all of that. I'm getting ready for bed. And I think it's, it's like been really retraining me in that way to do 75 hard. And how many times have you done 75 hard now? Um, three times all the way through. So I started this time with you and I also failed. So we're going to restart. Yes. (laughs) Yes. For everybody who's (laughs) out there, like it's okay to fail. Um, I just had a friend the other day. I told her that I failed 75 hard and she's like, Oh, you didn't fail. You, I, I forget her exact words. Let me look it up because it was actually something that was really interesting for me to hear from somebody's point of view who hadn't been there and done it. Um, She's like right here on my pin stuff. If my phone doesn't die. Well, if you don't fail while you look for that, if you don't fail, you're not learning. So how do we learn? We learn through failing. We can't be perfect all the time. And that's with this whole fitness journey. You're not going to be perfect. So you got to check your ego at the door. And also you have to going back to what you wish people would learn about personal training is check your ego at the door because you you've hired a professional for a reason. And even myself, I need to check my ego at the door and I have, I have a trainer. So. I think that's a lot of things that people don't know. My phone died. It's been on all day and hasn't been on the charger. Um, but she said something to me about like, you didn't fail. You just have an opportunity to start again or something. And I was like, no, I failed. I was like, according to the 75 hard rules, I failed, but that doesn't mean I can't start again and do better the next time. It gives me an opportunity Mm -hmm. to fix the things that Maybe I didn't love the most the next time. Like the first time that I ended up failing, 
I went back and I was like, okay, I don't like where I was taking my pictures. I don't like the lighting that was on those pictures. And I'm going to choose one spot in my house to take my progress picture every day because I want to have 75 photos in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're able to adjust. Yeah. So I just adjusted things. And I know I adjusted my diet at one point in time when I restarted because I was feeling like I was eating so much food that I, it wasn't that I wasn't losing weight or getting fit or anything like that. I felt horrible. I was eating all of the right foods. I Mm -hmm. was just eating so much for myself that there was no room for the food to go. Yeah. Speaking of dogs, (laughs) solo, come here. I know. No, and that that is true because going back to nutrition, it really is whenever I approach it with my clients, it's something that we Oh. All right, I am back. So that ended very abruptly. I'm going to finish my thought for you guys, but just to explain my internet has not been working all day. I live in a very little town and sometimes the internet just does not want to connect. And no matter what I do, it is not going to stay connected. So that was what happened here, unfortunately, but I wanted to finish my thought for you guys. So I was talking about nutrition and Alice was talking about how her macros for 75 hard, she needed to adjust them because she was just feeling overly stuffed and she was eating clean food. She wasn't eating a whole bunch of junk, but she needed to adjust it for her body. And when I look at nutrition, I feel like it's almost like a science experiment. We need to be curious with our bodies. It's not so cut and dry. And a lot of us like the cut and dry where we want to be told exactly what to eat, when to eat it, how to eat it, and take all of the guesswork out of it. And unfortunately, we can't approach it that way because what works for me might not work for you. And we might have a set set number of macros that I can give you, but it might not work for you. We might have to go back to the drawing board and adjust a little bit here and there. And that's why it's so important when you are working with someone, or even if you're not, if you are starting something new like this, to track what you're eating because it could just be something small that you're eating that your body doesn't like. Um, or it could be that we need to adjust something with your numbers because we are all different. So really approaching it from a curious mindset and, um, just looking at it where it's not cut and dry that you're giving this plan and that is what you are going to stick with for forever. Um, and learning to, adjust as you go is the way to go about it. And personally, that's what I think is the way to go about nutrition. And that's how I like to work with my clients too, that if something isn't working, let's take a look, let's figure this out. We'll figure this out together. Um, and go from there. So that was my thought on nutrition. I apologize again that that cut off so abruptly. Um, but like we talked about earlier, sometimes things aren't going to be cookie cutter perfect. And that's okay. You are learning from them. I'm learning that I need to adjust my internet now. (laughs) And I really need to get AT&T out here to look at this. Um, But you just got to roll with the punches sometimes. So I hope that you guys got some value out of that and learned something new. Um, Interview styles are 
really fun. I have a Q&A that is coming down the pipeline on it on the podcast. Um, but if you have anyone else that you would like to have interviewed or could suggest for me, I would love to hear it. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day.